I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Hey, good morning, ladies. So today I want to dive into the topic of decision making. More specifically, what does it mean to make fully informed and empowered decisions in your life? Which really are the kinds of decisions I want to see you ladies making. These are the kinds of decisions I help my clients make and I hold even myself accountable to making for sure. Because as moms and as wives and as leaders or career women or entrepreneurs, we are always being required to make decisions. Some big some small, but all having an impact on both ourselves and others. And I believe that if we don't develop the skill of making informed, empowered decisions for ourselves, we will end up making or continue to make uninformed or disempowered decisions at the mercy of something or someone else, at the mercy of maybe what society is telling us to do or at the mercy of our own anxiety and fears, or even at the mercy of our partners and our extended family members and the people who are closest to us. Because it is far too easy to walk through life doing this, never fully stepping into ownership of our lives and being able to make confident, firm decisions. This is what I believe is is such an important step toward us changing all of that so that we can be the best versions of ourselves, so that we can cultivate the best life for ourselves, and also so that we can do the best that we can for the people we love, whether that's our kids or our spouses or the people we have influence over. So with all that being said, I want to start off by talking about a big decision that I see women making, that several of my own clients are making or have made, and maybe at some point I've had to make, you know, which I'll I'll be talking more about that. And the reason I want to use this decision as an example for you guys is because I think it's one of the most serious ones and also one of the decisions that can cause the most confusion and doubt and pain. And that decision is whether to leave or to stay with your partner, whether to leave or to stay in your marriage or with your significant other. Now, I personally love working with women on strengthening their relationships, staying committed, staying connected in their marriages. I think it's a goal that most of us have if we committed to a person, and especially if we are now building a life and family with this person, it stands to reason that we would want to stay together and make things work even when it's hard, even if you have to fight for it. But here's the thing. I cannot and I will never make that decision for another woman or Tell a woman that one way is the right way and the other way is just wrong. I have walked with moms through separation or the decision to separate. And regardless of what they choose, my stance is I am your advocate and I will support you without judgment, without bias, in whatever way I can, especially when the decision you're making is an informed and empowered one. What I mean by this is that I want women to know why they are making their decision, and all of the reasons for it. And if they don't know, I take on the role of helping them really find out and get to the bottom of it. Because blindly supporting a woman in her decision-making when she herself is blind 
toward the reasons behind her decision-making, that would be the opposite of excellent coaching. And it's my personal goal to be an excellent coach. I believe that I owe it to my clients. I owe it to you guys to get to the bottom of things always. I want to show you, I want to show them their blinders and help take those blinders off. And I believe that we all owe it to ourselves to do this for ourselves too. Why wouldn't you want to be fully informed and have full understanding when you're making such big, lasting decisions? So all of that being said, the decision of whether to leave or to stay in your marriage or or leave or to stay with your partner is an opportunity to really assess where you are in your decision making. Because what I see is that most women want to make this decision from a purely emotional place. And decisions that are only based in emotion, they're okay, but they're not usually the best ones. Now, To be very honest and vulnerable with you guys, I remember I was debating a couple of years ago whether I really wanted to stick it out in my marriage with Grant, my husband, and that I was making my decision or I was trying to make my decision from a purely emotional place. And what this looked like was me using a lot of I feel statements when I was listing out all of my reasons for why I wanted to call it quits. I feel like there's someone out there who'd be more compatible with me. That was a big one for me. I feel like I'm not being loved in the way I want to be loved. I feel anger toward him for him not being all that I thought he would be as a husband, for marriage not being all that I thought I would be. I feel like I would be happier if I could just start over and see what else is out there and be romanced and pursued again. And this is honestly what I have heard from plenty of women too. These are some of the same reasons women have for why they are considering calling it quits. But like I said earlier, being the best versions of ourselves and cultivating the best life for ourselves has to involve higher decision-making skills than that. It has to. We have to know that we're making informed and empowered decisions. And none of these reasons I just listed are coming from an informed or empowered place. They're coming from a place of fear and disbelief or anger disguised as simple dissatisfaction. And the way that you can see this and understand this is just by digging a little deeper and changing the phrasing to reflect what's really going on here. It's not that I just felt like there was someone out there who'd be more compatible with me. The truth is I knew there'd be more people who were more compatible with me. And I was afraid of what that meant. I was afraid I could never be fully happy with Grant, my husband, because of it. I was afraid that our lack of compatibility in some areas just could not be reconciled. And at this time, I was in disbelief that there was a better future together waiting for us, even despite our incompatibilities. I was telling myself all of these stories, and it wasn't until I saw them for what they were, which were just stories, that I was able to better make this decision from an informed and empowered place. And this is really the crux of it all. You cannot make the best decisions for yourselves or for others if you don't first know and acknowledge your reasons for it, especially if they are rooted in emotion or fear or doubt or uncertainty and are really just stories. They're just thoughts that you've chosen to believe and that it's fully in your power to choose new ones if you want to. 
choosing new thoughts, choosing new beliefs for myself, that's what enabled me to make a more informed and empowered decision. And which ultimately led me to recommit to my marriage and decide to be in it for the long haul. Doing this, for me, looked like rewriting some of those stories that I had on repeat in my head. It looked like choosing to cultivate new, even simple thoughts, such as compatibility will always change just like people change. Compatibility always changes. Compatibility is not the best thing to base your decision to love someone on because you could be compatible with somebody in one season of your life and then be totally different and out of sync in another. Finding someone who is more compatible for me now, right now, as I am, as life is, does not guarantee they will always be compatible with me because they, too, will change just like I will. This is something that needs to be heavily considered in my decision-making. This was the better information I needed to base my decision on, much better than just saying, well, I feel like there's someone who would be more compatible with me, right? Another story I was telling myself was that I feel like I'm not being loved in the way I want to be loved. And this was my truth at the time. This was how I felt. But again, digging deeper, there was more to it than that. I was afraid deep down that Grant was actually incapable of loving me in the way I wanted to be loved. I was afraid of not being pursued and not being romanced or understood. And this fear, just fear in general, this is how so many of us make our decisions. But what if it doesn't have to be? Digging deeper and becoming more informed and becoming more empowered so that my decision could come from a more informed and empowered place too. This looks like me just changing my thoughts around this. Yes, I might be feeling like he's not loving me in the way I want to be loved. But I also am not fully certain that I have communicated to him in the best way that I can what this even looks like. I am assuming that because he shows his love to me in different ways than I prefer for him to show it, that I am unable to be happy. But what if I were to take ownership of how I'm defining love and what if I were to choose to change it? Would I see him? Would I see myself any differently? Would I appreciate him more? Would I feel more satisfied knowing that he is loving me in the ways that he knows how and that over time, I can continue to teach him. Am I willing to believe that he is teachable? And if so, don't I owe it to him and to our kids and to myself to give him that opportunity to show me? Wouldn't I want that from him too if the roles were reversed? Wouldn't I beg for more time to learn before he just writes me off as not good or not loving enough? You guys, these are important, powerful Questions. Some of you ladies need to be asking yourselves these questions because maybe up until now you have only been examining your relationship and your decisions in or around your relationship through a very biased lens. And it's not fair, it's not right to anybody. So, without going into detail, I will share with you that in the instances in which I have been coaching a woman, who is making or has made the decision to either leave or stay in her relationship, it's these kinds of high-level questions and new thought creation 
that make the biggest difference between her making her decision purely out of emotion or fear and her making her decision for a place of confidence and knowledge and truth. And I'll tell you what I tell them. You could make this decision, you could make any decision for a thousand different reasons. But I just want to make sure that the reasons you're choosing are ones you're happy with and are ready to live with. Regardless of whether you decide to leave or to stay, you have the option to choose reasons of hope over disbelief. You can choose reasons of love over anger, reasons of truth over very untrue stories you have been telling yourself. And here's the thing, you can decide to leave your marriage and that decision can still be one of love. Isn't that such a powerful thing to consider? And on the flip side, you could decide to stay in your marriage but still be making it from a place of fear. And wouldn't that be a sad thing? What if you instead were to decide what emotions you want to be feeling when you make this decision and then challenge yourself to find the reasons on both sides that would enable you to experience that emotion? Because you have that power, all that you are feeling is coming from the stories you're telling yourself and the thoughts you're believing. When you call these out for what they are, And then use that knowledge to get crystal clear on where you are and all of the many courses of action you could take. I guarantee you will elevate your decision-making skills more than ever before because you'll be making decisions from a much more informed and empowered place. This is the kind of decision-making I want to help my clients develop and I love getting to help them develop. It's really one of the best things that comes out of working with an excellent coach. I think one of the misconceptions people have about life coaching is that we just make your decisions for you and we just tell you what to do. Because even though I will tell you things to do and I will give you action steps to be working on each week, I actually very rarely will make decisions for you. Because what good would that do? What good would that do for you? I would much rather see you grow in your confidence and your skill in your own decision making so that you don't continue to be disempowered in your life. I want each of my clients, I want you guys to become fully empowered moms. And that means knowing how to make major decisions for yourself without all of the mind drama or at the very least knowing how to navigate it. How to coach yourself in a powerful, next level, critical thinking kind of way. If that sounds like something you could definitely benefit from learning, I'd say you would probably love working with me. As I mentioned earlier, I strive to support and coach and advocate for my clients from a very neutral, non-judgment, unbiased place, which I think a lot of you guys are hungry for. I know personally how hard it can be to find a mentor or somebody who you can trust to bring all of your junk to without this fear of being judged. And I promise you that when you meet with me, there is no reason for that kind of fear or any fear at all, really. I might not always say the things you want to hear, right? And I might challenge you in ways you didn't realize you need to be challenged, but all of that is with the intent of empowering you and becoming the strongest, most confident version of yourself. That's what I want for you. That's what I'm after. So some of the decisions we might help you make together, they might revolve around your everyday motherhood. I've helped many, many moms make informed, empowered decisions around things such as disciplining, sleep training, breastfeeding or weaning, how they want to handle screen time, 
family quality time. And I also don't just help you make decisions in motherhood. I also help you become a confident, skilled decision maker in all areas of your life, including your relationships, including how you manage and spend your time, how you manage and spend your money, what comes up for you as a stay-at-home mom, working mom, entrepreneur mom, or what have you, and even self-care, friendships, faith and spirituality, and so on. You are not just a mom navigating mom life. You're not. You are a human being navigating a whole spectrum of things in this life. And I want you to feel informed and empowered and skilled in your decision making in all of it. All of it. Growing in your decision making skills. This is so huge. And again, it really could just start with you becoming more informed on your truest reasons on all of the thoughts and stories you're currently believing, and then knowing that you always have the option to choose different ones. You always have that power. Again, I can be a guide. I can be a coach for you in this process if you want. But either way, here's what I will leave you with. Our lives are made up of all of our decisions. It's not what people decide for us. It's not what just happens to us. It's ultimately our decisions. The things we stand for, the things we fight for, or choose, or allow That's what impacts our lives and are the reason for why we are where we are and who we are. So if nothing else, choose wisely. Make decisions skillfully and you will find yourself cultivating a life you love more and more as the years go on. That's what I want for you gals. I am rooting for you. I am here for you and we will chat again next week.